We are going to pick up our study of Acts again. If you want to turn to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. I want to kind of remind you where we're at. We, uh, we actually, a couple of weeks ago, had a service. We kind of mo- had our, uh, we modeled our service after the, the service that's in Acts chapter 4. And that was praise and then prayer and then praying scripture and then going over our shared history and, and, and praise again. And, and so we did all of that in our service, to try and model this service. Now, we are still actually in this same service in Acts chapter 5. So, this service that, uh, that began when Peter and John came back to give them the church report on what happened with the, the uh, trial in the, with the Sadducees and uh, the Sanhedrin. We're still in this service. And so, let's, uh, let's read chapter 5. Verses 1 through 11, it is up here behind me. But a man named Ananias and his wife, Sapphira, sold a piece of property. However, he kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and brought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back a part of the proceeds of the land? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it? And after it was sold, wasn't it at your disposal? Why is it that you planned this thing in your heart? You have not lied to the people, but to God. When he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead. And a great fear came on all who heard. The young men got up, wrapped his body, carried him out, and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Tell me, Peter asked her. Did you sell the land for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Then Peter said to her, Why did you agree to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Instantly, she dropped dead at his feet. When the young men came in, they found her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. Then great fear came on the whole church. And on all who heard these things. So let's, uh, this is quite a story, isn't it? Good stuff. That's why, we, by the way, why are we sang the song, Take My Life, today. Did you get that? Did you catch that? I'm kidding. Let's talk about the context of this. Remember, we're still in the context of this great service that's happened, that started back in chapter 4. And really, I want to read you just the, the last verse of chapter 4. It's verse 36. It says, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus by birth, the one that the apostles called Barnabas, which is translated son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. So what we have here is this service going on, and people are bringing in the stuff that they have and sharing it with the church. The church is being the church. Those that have are sharing with those that don't. That's the church being the, the church. And so we see this happen, and we see that they, they begin to understand that everything that they have is given by God. And so, you've heard me say it again and again and again, but we have been blessed in order to be a blessing. We have been given love in order to be loving. We have been given grace in order to be gracious. 
We have been given forgiveness in order to be forgiving. These are all blessings that are meant to pass on. They are not just to be consumed. They are to be passed on. And that's, and that's how they see everything. So this first church starts to share everything. And then we have the story of Ananias and Sapphira. What is this story about? Well, I want to start out by telling you it isn't about money. This story is not about money. Did you notice that the, the dollar amount's never mentioned? It's never mentioned. Why? Because this isn't a story about money. This is not, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go back a little further. God commanded the tithe in the Old Testament, and Jesus actually reaffirmed it in the New Testament. The tithe is not about the money. God does not need your money. The tithe has never been about the money. Your offering above the tithe never been about the money. It's about your heart. God knows that money is going to become a God to us, that we will trust and worship money more than God. If you have any question about that, look at our society. Is there any question in your mind that it worships money? So the tithe, the offering, this story, never been about the money. It is about your heart. It's about where your heart's at. It's about what you trust and what you worship. It always has been, and it always will be. You know, we have the basket at the back. It's not about the money. It's an opportunity for you, between you and God, to give what you're going to give. You know, it used to be, before COVID, we used to pass the plate. And, and there's good and bad to that. I think, um, I think to some degree, there was some kind of social pressure, you know, <laughs> To pass a plate, you didn't want to pass an empty plate to the next person. You wanted to put, you kind of felt a pressure to put it, something in there. So I'm glad we don't pass it for that reason, because I don't want you to feel social pressure. It's between you and God. That, that basket back there is for you to have the opportunity. Now, the thing I, I, I wish we still had the passing of the plate for is we did it in, in and amongst the worship set. Because it's worship. Giving, whether it's tithe or offering, giving is an act of worship. And so we had it in the worship set. We had it right between songs. We sang a song while we did it. With the basket at the back, it's, it's just sort of, you know, drop it in on your way in or out or, or whatever. And so we lose that idea. So let me remind you about this. It is an act of worship. And it's not about the money. It's about you and God. Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians that, that each should give according to what God has laid on their heart. That's what I'm asking. I don't, I, I don't know anything about the finances here. Kevin does all that. I don't know who gives what, and I don't want to know. Because it's not about the money. It is about your heart, and it's about your worship of God. This story has been preached by, by those doing uh, building programs or whatever as a way to raise money. This story is not about money. Shame on them. This story is not about money. So what is this story about? Well, first, I think it's, it's about hiding from God. 
It's hiding from God. Notice that Ananias and Sapphira, or Sapphira are, are trying to hide what they're doing here. Now, I want you to think about something. You can read all the way through chapter 4. In fact, you can read from Acts 1 to where we are. There is never a command that you give everything. Never once. Peter never says it. The church never says it. They just do it. And so, Ananias and Sapphira, could they have bought, sold this property for what they did and brought in the portion they wanted to bring in and just when Peter gave them the chance to confess, is this really what it was? They said, no, but we, would, we, just were, gonna, we were gonna give this portion. Totally different story then, isn't it? Then this praise and worship and prayer service doesn't become a funeral <laughs> because they were honest. They're hiding from God and they're hiding from each other. They're trying to look good in front of the church. I'm afraid that's, that's part of our human nature. We have this idea that we have to hide from God. We're not the first. Adam and Eve did it, remember? They sinned. What did they do? Hide in the garden. We still do it. We're still hiding in the garden. We still do something wrong and try and hide it. We try and hide it from God, and we try and hide it from each other. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you need to confess every sin to every person in the church. But... But you know, when folks, when, when folks ask you, when you come in on, on Sunday morning, we're a fairly friendly place, and you're going to be asked, how you doing? Do you put on your Sunday face and say, I'm doing great, when you're not? Tell somebody here, if you're not doing well, what you're struggling with. Because don't you want a brother or sister in Christ praying with you, encouraging you, holding you accountable? Don't you want that? That's what we should have here. We are the gospel community, are we not? Aren't we the ones that tell the world about the grace of God? If so, shouldn't that grace be shown here? Shouldn't this be the place where grace is found among each other? I think we need to be honest. Maybe not with everybody, because then probably nobody will talk to you next week. <laughs> but... But at least one person needs to hear that you're struggling and, and so they can pray with you. Because I want you to hear this. The only prayer that, is, that goes unanswered is the one that goes unprayed. The only prayer that goes unanswered is the one that goes unprayed. If you don't have somebody here praying for you, you need one. And we need to be honest with each other. We need to Stop trying to hide our sin from God and stop trying to hide, or hide from each other. So this is about hiding from God. It's also about hypocrisy. Now, this is a tough word, hypocrite, hypocrisy, because we all got a little bit of it in us, don't we? Ananias literally means God is gracious. His name means it. He, he found out God's also holy. Sapphira literally means beautiful, but we see the ugliness of her, of her heart here. It, there is, there is a, a play on, the, on words here that, that we see who these people really are. We see that they are trying to be, trying to show what everybody else wants to see, what they want everybody else want to see, 
and not being real. They're hypocrites. Now, again, that's a tough word, hypocrite, because all of us act other than the way we say we believe at times. All of us do. But that, that's why Jesus died, is so that we can confess that and be forgiven. We, I'm not suggesting that we're all hypocrites and bound for, for, uh, for Ananias and Sapphira's fate. fate. We're not going to turn today's service into a funeral. Jesus died to pay the price for our sin. We are all going to mess up. But we cannot try and fool God. God will not be mocked. And he proved that. God will not be mocked. We can't try and fool God. We can't try and fool everybody else. I don't take the word hypocrisy lightly or call them hypocrites like lightly. But I read you the, the end of chapter 4. We see somebody else does this, sells property and brings it to, uh, brings it to the church. And so Ananias and Sapphira decide we're going to do better than them. And they do this. And God will not be mocked. Peter gives both of them the opportunity to confess, doesn't he? To say, no, no, we sold it for this amount, but I was only going to give this amount to the church. There's nothing anywhere that says they have to give it all. That would have been fine. It would have been a totally different service. But it becomes a funeral for two because of their hypocrisy. And then we have that last verse, verse 11. It's almost funny to me. That caused great fear, or this caused great fear. The, the great fear came on, then great fear came on the whole church and all who heard these things. I suppose so. <laughs> what would you think if you were at a service and a couple of people dropped dead? Probably have some fear. Probably, and, and I have to wonder, it's the way my mind works, I have to wonder what kind of, because it, it says all those who heard, so it wasn't just the people at this service that heard it, it was other people that heard it. What do you think they were thinking? That church, killing people. I don't want to go to that church because it, it, they, people are dropping dead in their services. The funny thing is, it actually grows from here. Because the way God does things and the way we do things is totally different. God shows who he is here. He is holy. He will not be mocked. It isn't about the money. It isn't about hiding from God. It isn't, it's about the hypocrisy. God will not be mocked. And so he shows it here. And it causes great fear. And it probably should. I almost laugh when I read that because it sort of goes without saying, doesn't it? A couple of folks, we were at church today and a couple of folks dropped dead. Yeah, that would cause fear. So what is this passage about? We'll read through it again. There's no mention of the money. It's not about money. It never has been. It never will be. The tithe is not about the money. It never has been, and it never will be. Your offering above your tithe is not about the money, and it never has been, 
and it never will be. That, it's about your heart. It's about what you trust and what you worship. God gives us the opportunity to bless others with the blessings we have received so that we keep him first. You, uh, it's, it's often been said that if you want to know where a person's heart really is, read their checkbook register because you'll find out. You'll find out what's real. This is about hiding from God. We still try and hide our sin from God. We still try and hide our sin from one another. And I'll say again, that doesn't mean that we're automatically hypocrites. We are going to fail. Every single one of us is going to fail. But that's why Jesus died. We confess we're truthful with God. Find a brother or sister that you can be real with and, and have them praying for you. Have them encouraging you. Have them, have them holding you accountable. Well, there's certain sins, addictions, for instance, require somebody else to hold you accountable. It's the only way you'll ever break addiction. So find someone in the church that you can be real with. And be honest with them and with God. And it is about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, trying to be something you're not, trying to look like something you're not. There is often some space between what we say we believe and how we act. There's often some space between those two. That doesn't automatically make you a hypocrite. What it makes you is, a, is, is unfinished. God isn't done with you yet. The, the process of becoming holy goes for our lifetime. But we need to be real enough to be real with God and, and understand, be, be truthful with God. He already knows, by the way. He already knows. There isn't actually any hiding from him. And even in hypocrisy, you can't, you can't put on a show and have people think, oh, uh, that's who he is, and have God thinking, yep, that's who he is. Nope. God knows you. So be real with God. Be real with someone in church. Be real. Confess when you're not who you say you are. You know, um, sometimes there are certain, certain parts of the Bible that just really shout to me, if this was written by man, if this was just mankind's thing, there's some chapters that wouldn't be in here. This is one. You know, we talked, uh, we studied the book of Jonah on Wednesday nights. And Jonah chapter 4, if, if I was writing the story, wouldn't have been there. Because it's all about Jonah whining and complaining. Chapter 3 ends with a great revival in a city of 120,000 people. And then chapter 4 is, is all about Neo, uh, Jonah's whining about it. This is another one of those stories that's just brutally honest. God will not be mocked. This, he, he, will not, he will not take, he knows what your heart is. And so when he says to give or not to give, when he says, when he tells you what, you, what he wants you to do, he knows when you're not doing it. He knows your heart. That's what this story is about.
It's about not being hypocritical. It's about not trying to hide from God. Is there something in you that, that is just crying out to be confessed? I'm not going to ask you to do it to everybody. But I am going to say, take this moment right here. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and that you take this moment right here and confess, get real with God. Father, each of us have an area of our life that that doesn't come from you, that we're still hanging on to, that we're still struggling with. Forgive us, cleanse us, give us the strength to overcome. We thank you for this story. And we thank you that that we can learn from Ananias and, and Sapphira We can learn how not to be. Cleanse us. Father, if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know you personally, that can't accept the forgiveness that you've given in Jesus Christ, then I pray that today's the day that today they understand that their sin is completely paid for by the, by the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ that we celebrated earlier in the Lord's Supper. Let today be the day. We thank you, and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.